My name is Rico, the Dungeon Master for Season 3, The Restoration of the Twelve Olympians. This season, we'll find our heroes traveling back to the lands of Eris and Enyo with Inharmonia as they adventure through and see what they have accomplished and completed by restoring the three fabled relics, the Sickle of Kronos, the Golden Apple of Discord, and the Robe and Necklace of Harmonia. We'll start with Deborah. I am Deborah, and I am playing a human rogue named Neith. Her name is Neith. And I'm Matt, playing a dragonborn monk named Ari Futan. And I'm Daphne, and I play Gilsira Venfire, who is a halfling druid. I'm Jenna. I am a cleric elf, and my name is Lix Balzator. And my name is Rico. I am the Dungeon Master for Season 3 of the campaign. All right. Who's ready for Deborah's Diary? <laughs> Fuck, 15th is going to be the shit. Thanks, dear. Deborah's Diary. Mine was way better. <laughs> Thank you, Rico. Yep. I appreciate you. Dear Diary. <laughs> Thanks, Daph. In our last episode, <laughs> a few of our heroes, including a tagalog, found themselves in a lake of stars. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Star Lake. And a poor Neith, you know. Neith was able to figure out which way was up, but couldn't quite figure out how to get up. Poor but Neith. luckily Gelsira kept her head and turned into a dolphin and saved her. And as they came up, they saw a familiar face, a familiar dragon face, dragonborn face. Martel banging on a door. (laughs) Um, Not quite sure what was wrong with Martel. I mean, all he had to do was blow some fire on a door. How hard is that for a dragonborn? Come on. That's not how it works. (laughs) Neath doesn't know. Neath doesn't know. Dragons blow fire. That's what they do. It's Deborah's diary. Deborah doesn't know. Not Neath's diary. (laughs) But they were able to get through the door. And... Ari realized that he had been here before. Hell yeah. It used to be a place where they had a couple of really botched up dragonborn <laughs> trying to sacrifice Pan to get some relics. And Ari did consider it. And Ari had considered it. But Ari has, you know, come a long way <laughs> since those days. That is no longer trying to sacrifice his his mates. I'm like, you know, that's not a terrible plan. I kill you and take the relics. That's- yeah. And get the money. You take his money too. Um, they did encounter some undead in which Neith exploded their head and she thought, ha, that was awesome, only to find out that it just came back together. Came uh, minus back the head. Um, head. However, Ari took care of it with some flurry of blows and just some pummeling. Gotta pummel that shit. <laughs> And they were able to, um, Neith was just, you know, magnificent as always and set off some traps so they wouldn't get caught in them. And then Ari finds a little dragonette that he had met before and had befriended, which helped them 
which helped them out to find the exit to these Dragonborn lair. Let's see what our heroes do this time. Minus Lux, who knows where she's at? Dead. Yeah, Maybe why is there she's... no pile of skeleton and, and skull and hat <laughs> for her? Um, because she's not as cool as you. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's because we actually try to make sure that you're like included when you're not here. Nice. <laughs> we just didn't even think about it. Lux is probably, you know, floating at the bottom of the lake of SARS. It's mostly right mostly Jenna putting Yeah, it's actually putting Jenna skulls that does up um, There she is, her prophylactory. Founder. Her awesome. prophylactory. Well, let's find out what our heroes do as they come out of the Dragonborn's lair in, um, outside of the Acmonian Woods. Hey, good diary. Good job, Deborah. That was a really good one. Yeah. For not taking any notes, you fucking smashed Right. It. I know, right? All right. So the little dragon um, says you'll be able to get out straight down that hallway. All right. And let's... out into the, the light, I guess. There's no door on the outside. Cool. Let's go to let's go out into the light. So you guys are walking through the cave. There are no traps. Uh, you guys got to watch the fireworks um, happen as Neath set them off and just let them go. Um, you get out to the mouth of the cave and you are bombarded by sunlight. You hear birds chirping. So you guys exit the cave. You are bombarded by sunlight. You hear familiar bird ah. chirps. You can smell. Um, you know, fresh grass and fresh plant life. You are looking out of a cave into what appears to be the Acmonian wood. Martel steps out and he looks left and he looks right. And he doesn't know where to go. And he says, which way is it to the capital city of Enyo? What was uh, the name? What was the name of the town? Therium. Amorlani Amorlania. Amorlonia. Ah, yeah. Which way? Which way is it to there? I'm uh, not altogether certain. South. Well, yeah, southwest. Southwest. Then we'll head southwest. And he turns to go one direction. He starts to walk. Then he stops. Then he looks over his shoulder and turns around. He's like, ah, that way. And he starts <laughs> to walk. And then he stops. He's like, nope, nope, that's not right. And I looked. I was like, it's this way. And then she, she turns and she goes. He's like, ah, I knew it was that way. I could smell it. And he starts to walk with Electo um, uh, through the woods. There is a, a well-trotted footpath. It looks like this path is traveled often by very likely the two dragonborn that inhabit this cave. I want to use Hera's Embrace to see if I if if maybe there's a trail, if they're there is. There is a trail that leads right to Martell. Uh-huh. And then there is Electo's Golden Aura. Delightful. But there doesn't appear to be any other trail. Okay. Worth a shot. All right, so let's, uh, let's travel down this path. Yeah. And Martell puts a shield on his back, and he puts his cudgel at his side, and he starts uh, trudging with big stupid fucking dragonborn footsteps because he's a big fucking guy and electo isn't walking she's like hovering up in the air and just like gliding with her feet pointed down towards the ground because she's not going to walk because she doesn't have to and she's not in farm girl guys so she doesn't have to like keep up perceptions or anything like that and um yeah you guys are heading southwest you can hear a rush of water it's very similar to 
I don't know, the stream that a couple of you almost drowned in before. <laughs> you know what direction that stream is from there. As you are walking southwest, you come across some what appears to be trails of blood, like splattered on leaves. Um, it looks like somebody was walking through and is injured or something was dragged or carried. But yeah, there's a there's a, a blood trail that goes deeper into the Acmonian wood that veers off a little bit from the southwest. Um, looks like maybe somebody went off the main direction to stash something or hide something that could have been a corpse or a body or kill or something of that nature. Or you can keep going southwest. Uh, leave that up to you guys. Electo's going to stop and look back at you. Martel's just going to keep walking southwest because he hasn't noticed it. Did he notice it? Nope, he didn't notice it. Hey, how old does this blood look? It looks fresh. Uh, like 30 to 45 minutes. Like very recently. Oh. Guys, there's fresh blood here. We should. Is it animal blood? I can't tell what kind of blood it is. I sniff the blood. It's not animal blood. It's not animal blood. And then Martel stops. And he's like, I didn't see any blood. It's over here. Come look. Oh. Then he's going to walk over and he's going to look and he's going to get down really, really close at it. And he's going to smell it. And then he's going to lick it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's human blood. We should follow this blood trail. Maybe check out what's that what's what's yeah, going on. I'm all for it. You know? I mean at this point, who knows what's happening? Yeah. Let's go. And then Martel gets his shield back out and he gets his cudgel because he tasted the blood. He happens to know um how fresh it is and how good it is. Mm. So Yummy blood. He lets you guys know whatever is went past here is not far up ahead of us. The scent is getting stronger. As we continue to go through. Should we run? I mean, I'm not gonna. Oh, okay. You can if you want. Eh. But I won't. Okay. And then he walks through the leaves and the branches. Um, like he pushes through with his shield. He whacks at them with the cudgel. He's carving like a big, huge... Say, is he making a lot of noise? Yeah, he is absolutely making a lot of noise. <laughs> he is absolutely making a lot of noise. He's cutting a path through the Acmonian wood following this trail of blood. The scent of the blood, more like it. He's not actually looking for the blood. He's got a scent and a taste of it. So he's just carving a big, fucking wide path through the woods that he can walk through. Look, we dragonborn aren't big on subtlety. I certainly am not. Obviously. All right, let's do this thing. I Marching walk on. Walk in his wake. Yep. <laughs> and, oh, that's, yeah, you walk in, the same, in his wake perfectly. Um, so you guys are probably walking for oh, 10, 15 minutes. Um, Martel says that the scent of blood is getting a lot stronger. And Electo says, yeah, it is very thick in the air. There is a fresh kill not mm -hmm. far up ahead of us. And they both say at the same time, you mean more than one. And then he looks over at her, and she looks over at him, and she's like, no, you mean more than one. And he's like, no, you mean more than one. I already knew that. She's like, you didn't know that. Shut up. And he's like, you're right. I didn't know that. <laughs> and he, he trudges through, and she shakes her head. She comes over to you. She's like, he's dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah, but he's a lot of fun. And then he says, I heard that, you fucking harpy. And she's like, that's fair. That's fair. And then um, he whacks and cuts his way through, and he stops and looks into a clearing. What you guys see is a wooden hinge 
circle, concentric circle. Um, there are seven crucifixes Gross. high up in the air. Six of them have bodies on them that are, you don't know, maybe dead, maybe alive. They are bleeding heavily and profusely. In the middle of this Stonehenge amongst the crucifixes of bodies is a tall, slender looking dragonborn you are you know exactly who this is he was one of the two that you saw the first time one of them was a skinny bronze looking one right yeah yeah this is a skinny bronze looking dragonborn he hasn't noticed you guys because he seems to be super busy in his work what he is doing is it looks like he's cut open the body from neck to groin he has the lungs splayed out and open the rib cage cracked open and he's digging through entrails like looking at them and then putting some back and looking at some more putting some back he grabs out the liver he smells it he takes a bite of it he spits it out and throws the half bitten liver back into the corpse and he is i don't know martell is going to make i'm not going to make martell roll Martell and Electo would have to make religion rolls. They're not going to. Martell looks back at you guys, and Electo looks up at Martell, and they both nod to each other. And then Martell turns back around to him, and then Electo's like, "He's divin or he's divinating with this guy's organs. Will probably be up on that crucifix soon. Scrying with entrails. Mm-hmm. What would be scrying for you? Cute. We should just go sneak up on him and." Kill his ass. And as you say that, Martell readies his shield and his cudgel, and he turns back towards you, and he pulls out his holy symbol, and he waves his fingers in the air, and he casts haste on you, Neath. What is haste? Haste will give you plus two to your AC. It also makes waste. (laughs) Um, gives you an advantage on dexterity saves and gives you advantage on attack rolls. And you feel warmth surround you like uh, you were laying on the ground of ash in the underworld with Hades. Yeah, that kind of warmth, huh? Yep, that kind of warmth, like (laughs) underworld warmth. And he says to you, that should assist you pretty well. And How far away is the dragonborn? From where you guys are, probably about 50 feet. So I wouldn't be able to get close enough in one turn. Nope. I cast triple haste on everyone else. Um, um Hold on. Because it's Neath. Because it's Neath. How do you guys want to do this? I'm That's totally going to get some more of these explosive arrows. They're pretty awesome. I'm gonna, yeah, you when we get back. Luck. I think Neath yes. can do a sneak attack. Well, that's what, that's what I'm going to do. Do some damn damage. All right, so I take one of my explosive arrows and I shoot it at him. Sweet. As a sneak attack. Everybody else, roll initiative. Oh, 22. Electo got a 25. Ari got a seven. 22 to hit. Eight. Eight is your initiative? Hit. What was your initiative? I sneak attacked. Right. You're going to hit. What's your initiative? Oh, my initiative is a plus nine. So roll roll for initiative. Oh. Well, I remember I rolled a 19. Okay. For- no, I, I remember. You rolled 22 okay. to hit. I got that written down. You're going to hit. Ooh, He's that's unaware. 20 for initiative. So 29. Your dex modifier is nine? My initiative is nine. 
Damn, nice. I don't have an initiative plus elective. You don't have an initiative. What was your initiative? Seven. Seven? Yeah, I have a plus nine initiative. That's pretty awesome. It's because you're a sneaky rogue. I am a sneaky rogue. Love it. Opportunistically take advantage of attacks. Yep. I attack and then I just hang back. Are you hit with let Ari do his thing. Go ahead and roll Yay. your damage. Uh, 76 plus a D4. I think he's 76. dead. 76. That's Ready? <laughs> Ready? Four. Four. Three. One. Five. Three. Four. Two. 27? I lost count. Was that right? 27? I think it's 26, but yeah. 26. Okay. 27 sounds better. All right, so <laughs> Maybe you 28. shoot an arrow. 30. It, it whistles and whips through the wood and plunges into his back. You hear a loud scream. There is then an explosion. The force of the explosion makes the corpse like fall off of the wooden altar that it was on. Um, you guys hear an echo of the explosion in the woods. Birds fly out from their trees. And um, the dragonborn, the small slender copper one, is bowled over, like halfway over the altar. His back is to, still to you. And um, he lets out a terrible, horrible yell as an arrow is plunged into his back. Uh, he gets up. And he turns around, and he sees Electo and Josira and Martel. Electo, Josira, Martel. Oh yeah, and Ari. <laughs> I almost forgot. I almost forgot about Ari for a second. Um, and then he hisses loudly. It is oh Electo's turn. Electo's going to hold. It is who's after Electo? Oh, his turn. So he is going to start mumbling and uttering words. Oh, I need to have this open, by the way. Sorry, give me a moment. I've got to go to the Warlock spells. Is Warlock in here? In the book? Oh, yeah. Warlock is here in the book. Sweet. Warlock is here in the book, baby. Oh, is it on the back one? Warlock is here in I the just, book. I just have to find the Finger of Death spell. Ah. Oh, that's a, that's a nasty one. Yes, it is. Um, Put it af- in your butt. As he mutters and finishes his spell, he points his hands at, or one hand out at Martel, because Martel is the closest, and he's going to cast Finger of Death. Martel's going to have to make a con saving throw Bloop. against a 19. Oh, God bless proficiency bonus. 14, 15, 16, 17, 23. Awesome. So Does not get fingered. He is going to take 4d8 plus 15 damage. Well, it's nice knowing you, Martel. He'll be fine. 4d8 plus 15, that's like 60. 10, 17, 21 plus 15, 35 damage. Ouch. And Martel is going to whinge as... Um, this creepy necrotic damage encircles Martel like a thousand tiny needle barbs and they all jab into his skin all at once. Looks very, very painful. Martel was not very happy with that. After that, it is going to be Ari's turn. 
All right, I dash in. Nope, I lied. It's Jill Cyrus' turn. How much damage did he take? Martell? Yeah. Uh, 35? 35. Yikes. Okay. It's 78 plus 30. How far away is the dragonborn from us? It's like 50 feet. 50 feet, okay. The range of finger of death is 60 feet. Lucky he couldn't see you, because that would have been you. Yikes. Glad he can't see me. Okay, I I would have guessed Conjure Fae. Sure. And I would have liked to summon a woolly mammoth. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hurt you. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Um, So, and I would like to summon him... uh, 40 feet away from the dragonborn, between me and the dragonborn. Just enough room for charging? Mm-hmm, Smart. exactly. Yep. Okay, so you cast Summon Fey, and from the ground, it opens up and erupts. There is a large explosion of sand and rock and grass, and as the large explosion of sand and rock and grass um, goes outward, it then comes back inward and begins to construct itself from the top down to the bottom. Um, body is made out of grass. Um, legs are made out of dirt. Its feet are made out of rock. Um, its what's this trunk mm-hmm. is made out of a combination of the sound and rock, and it lets out a large elephant, woolly mammoth-type bleat. Yes. Um, and you have a woolly mammoth made out of, you know, the right. land Stop. around it. Cool. That's, that's my action. Nice. That's, that's, that's an action just to cast that spell. Mm-hmm. It's fucking absurd. <laughs> All right. Now it's Ari's turn. Your woolly mammoth will go next turn. It's summoning is intensive on the woolly mammoth. All right. I look at Electo and, and I say, Hey, you want to try our combo move? That's why I held. Excellent. So let's let's dash in a little bit closer. You can dash in to him. Uh what's thirty feet? Is that is, how, how far away is he? He's fifty feet, feet away. Feet. Yeah, yeah. It's a th- it's it's a thirty foot thirty foot cone, right? Oh, so you only need to move like twenty feet. I mean, I could definitely close the distance regardless, but yeah, it might be a fifteen foot cone. It's a fifteen foot. Oh, my okay. my normal dragon breath is a fifteen foot cone. I don't know what it is with the whip around no, we'll my neck. We'll go with that. So you want to dash in? Yeah. She's not gonna because she's got a whip. She can reach you. All right. So I dash in closer. <laughs> yeah. Just style. Yeah. And uh, get ready and you know. Get ready to blow fire. Yeah. All right, so you get ready to cast Dragon Breath. Um, you two see and hear a loud crack and a hiss of fire as the whip goes out and wraps around Ari's neck. Um, fire emanates <laughs> from the handle of the whip and goes all the way down um, the length of the whip to around Ari's neck. There is the blue hellfire there that you are super familiar with. And then you blow Dragon Breath on him. He nat won his um, deck save. <laughs> Ooh, well done. Taco's going to have a bad time. <laughs> and it is normally 5d6, right? No, 4d6. 4d6. Uh, so double that. It's 8d6 fire damage. I got 4d6s right here. Check oh, this out. Oh, super convenient. Uh, so on that one, so the first round of damage nice. is uh, 12, 17. Okay. Followed by nice uh, eighteen, so thirty-five, 35 damage. So you light him up. He is 
encased in this hellfire, and he screams out mightily as he begins to burn. Neath this dragon does not appear to be resistant to fire like Ari is. Um, he takes all of that fire damage, and he is in so much pain from being shot in the back and being lit on fire. He almost falls down to his knees, screaming in agony as he is now on fire, like hellfire huh. on fire. All of a sudden, Fallout Boy <laughs> appears from the woods, starts playing. And I feel like, should I do my extra attack and run in there and punch, punchy, punch, punch? You can if you want. Yeah, I mean, if he's not dead, I'm gonna no extra attack and dash in and bu -bu 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 punch. Okay. Oh man. And uh, I'm going to uh, spend a key to make it a stunning strike. What kind of save is that for him? I'm gonna use a luck point there. That was way better. Um, it's a con save for him, right? He got a two. It doesn't matter what the save is. He failed. Just, just wrote down key because I'm an asshole. <laughs> But yeah, it's probably a con. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He rolled a two, Six. regardless of so, what the save uh, is. So 24 to hit. You hit. Okay, so with that one, uh gets uh, 11 damage. And then Flurry of Blows, of course. Okay, missed with the first one. Yeah, I missed with the second one. Yeah, that's fine. He's stunned. All right, so he's stunned? He's stunned. So I'm going to jump back. All right, so... Whose turn is it now? Oh, Martell. Martell's turn. Martell is going to rush in um, at the guy, and he's going to... Um, ooh, what's he going to do? Jesus. He's going to bring his cudgel down at the need dragonborn burning in this hellfire and uh, attempt to smash him with his cudgel. Ooh, 19... That's plus five is 24. That's going to hit. So he's going to hit him. As he hits him, he yells out Hades' name. And then that vertical aura of Hades' hellfire um, lights up back around his head. And he is just going to burn flame strike level five spell um, to divine smite him. At the same time, he hits him with the cudgel. Nice. Uh, 5d8, 68. 68 plus 2d6 damage. 68? 6d8. 68. 68. <laughs> Is what I continue what I to hear. <laughs> That's a hell of a lot of damage there, Martel. Good job, Punky Brewster. For 44 damage. Boom, baby. I need a calculator. <laughs> All right, that was his first attack. Then he's going to take a second attack. Um, because he swung down on the guy and hit him, he's just going to swing back up and try and hit him under the jaw with his extra attack, and he's going to miss. So the cudgel's going to whiff past his jaw. Um, after that, he's going to get down on one knee to look eye to eye to this other dragonborn, and then he's going to compel duel him. Um, to hopefully prevent him from throwing magic at anybody else. This guy rolled a three. That's not going to save. <laughs> so nope. the little bronze dragonborn looks up at Martell with a terrible, terrible burning hate and vengeance in his eyes and is solely fixed on Martell. 
that is the end of the first round. It's going to go back up to Neith with her 29. The little baby dragon? The little baby dragon is not going to fight. He's a little baby dragon. Little baby dragon. Oh, I thought you said the little baby dragon was like really fixed on Martell. And no, I got no, super confused. The scrawny, the scrawny oh, okay, bronze dragon that was divinating right. with intestine. Okay. Our enemy. I was just, yep. Yep. Okay. Um, I mean, I can just continue to be the range, the range person. That could not hurt. Um, I, now he still hasn't noticed me, right? He doesn't notice you at all. He's fixed on solely on Martelli. Failed his, failed his save. So I still get my sneak attack, right? No, you only get the sneak attack at the beginning of combat, I think, before before they I attack. mean, but he doesn't know I'm here. But the rest of the time you get plus 20 to hit, so. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I... Go to shoot my incendiary arrow. Incendiary okay. Arrow. <laughs> Don't miss and hit Martell. I mean, that's that's the goal, right? Uh, to not hit Martell. <laughs> yes. What? Uh, what do I get? Bountiful fuck. Is it dexterity? <laughs> that's dex to hit, yeah. Uh, so 21. You hit. Boom. Did you use an incendiary arrow? Yes. Sweet. So you fire another arrow at the guy. Um, what's the damage on your bow? 20. So 1d6. Plus another d6 and then a d4. So 6, 12, 14. 14 more damage. So an arrow flips right into his chest. And there's a pause for a second. And then there's boom, outward explosion. Uh, Martel puts his shield up because he is super familiar with these explosive arrows now. He saw it go into him, so he knew this was going to be happening. So he puts his shield up really to like block the shockwave and the fire. <laughs> That's a good idea. And um, yeah, um, the guy lurches backwards as the the blast wave picks him up, up on his feet and his back hits the wooden altar. The hellfire that was burning him is now beginning to burn the wooden altar. Um, as the wooden altar begins to burn, there's a loud sizzling. There appears to be a wail of a thousand souls escaping from this burning altar. It's very likely the souls of people that they have sacrificed on this altar many, many, many times. This is... Martel, quick, collect those souls. They'll wait for me. Okay. <laughs> Don't use the lightning. Martel screams out. Okay, you got it, Mart- Martel. Just use your mammoth. <laughs> right. Oh man, all the spells I know are lightning spells. Uh, Lecto will hold. Uh, Taco's turn. He will look up at Martel. And still be stunned. And yep, still be stunned until your <laughs> next turn. That's right, I forgot about that. And do absolutely nothing. Yep. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, you're welcome. So then it is Josira and her mammoth's turn. Okay, uh, Joey's going to hold. Okie dokie. And then the mammoth is going to charge <laughs> nice. at him. So uh, he has to um, beat. So he has to uh, d- beat an 18 on his strength saving throw. He's stunned. He automatically fails a strength saving throw. So he's knock prone. Nice. <laughs> um, so I get my two attacks, and actually three attacks, because I get a bonus stomp attack now that he's stunned. So the mammoth charges into this dragonborn and. Charges him through the altar. <laughs> the altar shatters in a splinter of fire and wood. Um, the wailing of the souls gets to a higher fevery pitch and then just stops suddenly. 
Um, Martell can see thousands of souls just lying around, and he gets a wicked evil grin on his face and licks his lips. Um, and your mammoth is, yeah, looking just over the top of this guy that he rammed into. And he's knocked prone with a mammoth on top of him. Um, so he's going to stomp him? Sure. So it's got plus 10 to hit? It doesn't matter. He's prone. Um, he's got... You get advantage on attack rolls. Right. So 22 to hit. And that's going to be 4d10 plus 7. 4d10 plus 7? Yep. All right. Rock on. 47 coming right up. <laughs> 2, 8, 11, 19... Uh, twenty six. Twenty six more damage. Yep. Nice. And that and I uh that was just one of my attacks. <laughs> yep. You got your two others, right? So, yep. So I'm gonna do a gore attack, and that's also gonna be plus ten to hit. You have advantage on attack rolls, so right. if you roll like a two, roll again. Uh, okay. Yeah, I rolled a three, <laughs> so I'm gonna <laughs> roll again. <laughs> uh, twenty three to hit. That'll hit. And this is also um four d ten plus seven. Stunning strike is well worth spending a luck point to uh, get right. So eight, <laughs> ten, eleven. I can see Bianca stand 14, up to stunning strike, dog. So twenty one. A whale damage. on her for an entire round. How much? Twenty one damage. Twenty one. And then I also because he's I knocked him prone, I get to stomp him again as a bonus action. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> so Taco not doing so well. <laughs> so, so plus ten what to hit. What level fuck? was he? Plus ten to hit, so twenty one to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. And kind of level is kind of irrelevant when he's a magic caster and AC's kind of shit. Yeah. So and with just damage being piled onto him, so like Martell's done forty over little girl over here's done forty plus. <laughs> yeah, he's blown him up twice. Ooh, twenty. You stunned him, which kind of fucked him for a whole turn because he's still stunned until your turn. I also did some damage. Yeah, thirty five or so yep. or more. Yeah, he's only got one hundred and ten left. He started with <laughs> he started with three hundred. This is the second turn. <laughs> uh, so no, another thirty three damage. Sweet. Yeah, boy, mammoths are pretty ba. This guy's not doing so good. <laughs> um, so that was the mammoth's turn. Yeah, it's you're still your turn. <laughs> um, I don't think I really need to do anything. Do some now. damage. Yeah, well, I'm too far away, really. You uh, would be now, yeah. Because you got gored and charged by the fucking mammoth. Jesus, you guys are too powerful. I'm going to have to adjust some shit in the future. Nope. Bianca might not <laughs> no. stand a chance. Um, yeah, I'm actually just going to stay where I am because um, I don't want to ruin my concentration. So, Do you have to concentrate to keep the mammoth up? Yeah. Okay. We've suddenly learned how to play is all. Ari! <laughs> it's part of it. Your turn. <laughs> Now, can me and Electo do the thing multiple times? Yes, because it doesn't use a charge. Nice. And uh, about fifteen feet, he was knocked back from the charge. Is is he? How close is Martell to him? Like, I don't want to incinerate everyone. Feet away. Okay. Because so. the the mammoth charged him and knocked him back fifteen feet. Martell is still standing there, so he's fifteen feet away. So, um, he goes after you. He got a six, so you can do your breath thing again, and Martell will have to reengage. Okay, so I'm gonna wink at Electo. She's gonna nod. sign, and then I'm gonna prepare to to hit him again. Sure, uh, he's gonna fail his deck save because he is stunned. Uh, stunned, yeah. <laughs> so go ahead and roll your eight d six. Eighty six. Eighty six. Oh god, damn it! Two ones in that batch. Um, it's a, it's a thirteen 
plus nice. That's better. Eighteen is thirty-one. Thirty-one. Thirty-one damage for that action. I'm gonna jump in and and hit him. Got a punchy punch, punchy punch, punch time. And I have advantage. Eighteen to hit. Yeah, eighteen will hit. He's a cloth wearer. His AC is not very high. Ugh. Uh, five damage. Extra gross. Damage. Yep. Uh, well, flurry of blows. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you doing? That's better. Uh, little, 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 uh, twenty-seven to hit. Definitely doesn't hit. Um, six damage. Second flurry here. Uh, nineteen to hit. Yeah, nineteen hits. And eleven more damage. So for that little punching action, seventeen damage plus the thirty-one damage from the breath weapon. Yeah, I got that. Doing good. Jump back. Oh, there we go. I started only hearing you from the left. I was only speaking in the left. Oh. With my left voice. What? Stop it. I got confused. Stop it. So he's not dead yet, but we are making but he does not we are look making good. progress. I was not prepared. That's okay. fine. Got to figure out a second phase because he's still compelled duel. Yes. But he is now no longer stunned because he was stunned to the end of my next turn. My next turn is now over. So now he's going to kill Jelly. <laughs> so he is going to stand up and he's going to raise Piss himself. both hands into the air. He is going to exhale lightning from his mouth. You would be familiar with this as his dragon breath attack. And as he exhales lightning out of his mouth, he pulls his hands down in a gripping motion. You see balls of fire materialize in his hands, and as they come down, the ball of fire um, looks like a comet or a meteor that comes down, and uh, as he does so, the sky opens up above him, and he looks at the mammoth, and he looks at Martell, and he looks at you, and he looks at Ari, and he summons a meteor swarm or a meteor what? storm to come down on you guys. Oh, no. Oh, he can't see me. <laughs> no, he can't see you. And it's only four <laughs> targets anyway. Ah, oh, sweet. And right now his targets are the f- the four that he can see. Uh, Electo, he doesn't see Electo because she wasn't anywhere near him. Actually, mostly I'm just going, thank gods. Okay. <laughs> What kind of save is this? Is there I'm a save? getting ready to check now. Yeah, there's going to have to be a save. Is it a warlock? Yes. I'm hoping it's a dex save. I am too. I Dexterity save. Fuck yeah. You can go ahead and roll your save. Martell is not going to make a dex save. Oh, Ooh. I don't know. He could nat 20. He did not. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a seven. Ooh, not good for you. What'd you roll? Yeah. 16. Not good for you either. Well, uh, the mammoth? Oh. What was this spell? Fuck. Let me see what it is. 19. Oh, the- Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, um, that's what Martell has, a 19. Uh, Mammoth rolled a 10. <laughs> Mammoth. Okay, so those that have failed their deck saves, you have evasion, right? Yeah. So even on a half. fail, you take half. Yep. You're going to take 10d6 fire and 10d... Ah, nope. You're going to take 5d6 fire, 10d6 bludgeoning. So fire, I'm resistant to... It's it's. It would have been 10d6 fire, but your resistance, you're only going to take half damage. But I got evasion... For half. Zero D6 fire. 10D6 bludgeoning damage. You ready? <laughs> oh, no. Ready? 20D6 if I didn't have evasion? 
Um, it is 20d6 fire damage and 20d6 bludgeoning damage. Oh, Joey's going to die. <laughs> no, you won't. You won't die. All right. All right, so eight, <laughs> I'm just 10, 15, 20, 23, 24, 28, 29, 38 bludgeoning damage as you are pelted by a giant fucking meteor. Ah, God um, damn it, from thing. the sky, <laughs> I, I hate it when that happens. Giant rock um, that that just fucking wrecks you. How much damage? Uh, that was Ari. Oh, I because yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, it's you're it's yeah, it's I'm more for die. you. <laughs> no, you won't. It's forty d six. You might get really close. <laughs> <to> die. <laughs> I think I've got a dice roller. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep, I do have a dice roller, so I can just put forty. Oh my Man, god! I'm down almost half. I, I think I might lose my concentration, <laughs> and then I lose my woolly mammoth. Probably will. We're gonna fuck this dude up. Oh wait, time. no, it's not a concentration. Nice. Okay, it's conjuration, so I I don't want to lose my mammoth. Unless your mammoth is dead. Yeah. Sixty-four, seventy-two. You're gonna be down to zero because I still have more dice. What's your max HP? It's 80. 80? Yeah, I've surpassed that on yeah. 6, oh, no. 12, 18, 24, <laughs> 30. Jelsira is prone and uh, Yes, Jelsira, you drop down to zero. Um, oh, God, Martel. You can't pass a deck save, buddy. This is going to suck for you. Oh, Jesus. I cast Block Meteor on Martel. <laughs> oh, God, this is going to suck. 48, 66... Oh, that's not bad. 66 plus 21 is 87. Ooh, 92. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Martel takes 176. Yikes. How much HP does your mammoth have? 112. Your your mammoth is dead. It's obliterated. Jeez. Um, I mean, I could roll it if you would like. No. no. Um, okay. <laughs> but your mammoth is obliterated. You are at zero. Uh, Martel is not doing so well. He's at like 18. Uh, you uh, are doing okay, yep. believe it or not. So you're fine. Yeah, well, fine is, is a way to put it's it. It's subjective. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Martel is going to heal to the best of his ability. Uh, lesser restoration is radius. Nope. Cure wounds radius. Nope. Which one is the radius heal? Is it mass carry wounds? He doesn't have that. Mm -hmm. Whale shit. Whale shit. Whale shit. Does he want some of my ambrosia? No. Um, seeing that Jelsira has been knocked down to zero, he's going to run over to Jelsira and cast cure wounds. Uh, can he cast it at a second level or higher? Yes, he can cast this at a fifth level slot. Nope, fourth level slot. He's at a fifth level slots. He is going to heal you for five, five D8. Where's my D8? There five dates. Three, four. Nope, sorry, that was a seven. So that's 10, 12, 17, 19, 20, plus con, 23. You're healed back for 23. Nice. From zero, right? Yep, okay. from zero. Okay. And oh. does he have a bonus action? He does. Thanks, Martel. He's going to cast Sanctuary on you. So if the 
Guy attempts to attack you again. He'll have to make a wisdom save through. So you are cast with Sanctuary. Uh, the guy is still compelled duel to Martel, though. That's uh, the end of Martel's action. We are at the top of the order. Neath with your 29. Um, uh, the battlefield is now a smoldering crater. Those crucifixes that were standing have now been toppled over and are into the ground. There are four deep, 40-foot-wide impact craters. What was a nice clearing is no longer a nice clearing. Um, the warlock is panting heavily. That looks like that was his final shot, like his big bada-boom spell when he knows he's about to eat shit. Uh, oh, I'm going to feed him my shit. Go ahead, Neith. Do I notice that Gelsira has been healed for some? Yes, you saw Martel walk over to her and heal her up. Is she like sitting up and like looking okay? Taking fluids. She's on her back, but her eyes are open. <laughs> Hooked up to an IV. <laughs> um, She's got bandages all over her face. Classic sick people shit. I take another one of my... Explosive arrows. Sweet. You're down to seven. Shit. Toss it at his face. And by toss, I mean shoot it. Oh, nice. So. 72 to hit. 17. So 21 to hit. Oh, yeah. You hit. Yeah. You hit. Uh, 2d6 plus a d4. Do you need some extra d6s? I've got lots. Just six. I've got literally six d6s over here. I see that. Another arrow plunges into his gut. He grabs at his gut for a second, looks at the arrow, uh, looks up at <laughs> Martel, and uh, his eyes get wide because he knows what's about to happen. There is another outward explosion. He is uh, thrown backwards as um, explosion erupts from his gut. <laughs> um, I love these things. This is why people have so many dice. Yeah. <laughs> It is. Because at these levels, you're rolling. You're rolling a lot of dice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he falls, or he's blown backwards again, but he lands on his feet uh, down on one knee, but he still looks up glaring at Martel. Yeah, boy. Take that, you piece of shit. Electo's turn. She is going to uncoil her whip from around your neck. She's going to fly in to... Um, his name is Taiko. You guys don't know his name yet. Um, she's going to fly into this copper-looking dragonborn, and she's going to wrap her hands around his neck, and she's just going to squeeze as hard as she possibly can. Fuck yeah, I hope his head pops Um, up. yeah, and try to, to squeeze the, f the, the life out of him. Mama had a baby and its head popped off. <laughs> oh, she's going to hit? What? She used to do it dandelions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For 12 damage weird. as yeah. she slowly and painfully begins to squeeze the life out of him. The eyes are incredibly wide. He looks very, very scared um, as he's gasping for breath, trying to survive to the best of his ability. Um, but it's not going so well for him. I cast no breath. And it is now... Jelly's turn. Jelly, your turn. Do some shit. Um, this motherfucker meteored us. Yeah, he did. That shit was dope. I'm never casting that spell again. How far away <laughs> is he from? From you? Yeah. Uh, let's see. 15 plus shot with the concussive blast. Probably another five. Probably about 20 feet away. Okay, I don't think he has bite. 
I'm like, hey, that meteor really hurt. Why don't you take this? God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, take it to the bank. Yes, yeah, so he has to make a uh, constitution saving throw. He's got to beat my spell save DC of a 14. 15. Oof, okay, so. 15 plus two. So 48 necrotic damage. 48 necrotic damage. 48. Yeah, 48. Yeah, 48. Mm-hmm. We heard you say that. So five. I'm on board with this. 10, 17, 19 necrotic damage. Or 48. <laughs> So he begins to gurgle as Electo continues to choke him. His eyes begin to sizzle and boil out of his head. This dude had no chance. Um, his fingers begin to blacken and rotten um, as the horrible, vicious plague begins to eat <laughs> and uh, wreck his body. Uh, he passes out like immediately he's at exactly zero hp his body goes limp um as a swarm of locusts explode (laughs) out of his mouth and out of his throat and buzz off and fly into the air from your blight and then electo drops his unmoving corpse onto the ground and she walks over to martel and she says he's all yours and then she walks back over to you and she puts Give her a big hug. Yeah. She hugs you. And then she steps over to your right side and she her arms crossed like this. She puts them on your shoulder. And then she's like leaning on you for support. And she's just looking at Martel and this disgusting, necrotic, gross looking bronze dragon who's kind of like a greenish metallic bronze color now as blight has infected his body. Uh, yeah, it's pretty gross looking. And Martel is going to walk over to him, and Martel is going to expend a little bit of lay on hands to give him one hit point. <laughs> and the guy is going to open up what would be his eyes, which are now empty <laughs> sockets. <laughs> and Martel is going to pick him up. Um, by his robe and hold him high up in the air with his feet and his tail dangling. Um, you guys see the dragonborn, um, half of the flesh is rotted off of his face, scales are falling, he's got no eye sockets. And Martel says, Taiko, I've been after you for a long time. Taiko cannot talk, he spits in Martel's face. Hmm. Um, Martel licks the spit off of his face Loves it. and then slams him headfirst into the ground, pulling his punch, obviously, because he doesn't want to kill him. And he says, this justice is long overdue. It will not be long before your friend is found and killed by me and my friends. You have tasted the fury of Hades and the fury of Electo. You've been bested by the demigods of the realm. When you speak to your master, because I know you will, you soon to be undead piece of shit, let him know that we are coming for him in the capital city. And then Martel's, yeah, I know it's almost time. Martel's halo um, grows and flares large. Um, The halo 
comes off of his neck and wisps down his arm to his fingertips. And um, the fire of Hades then encompasses the body of Taiko as his scales and his body slowly begin to burn and disintegrate into ash. Um, quickened by the toxicity of your blight. Um, nice. And Martel drops what is what's left of the bones. It's a skull and a couple rib bones and some tail bones into the ground. And then he puts his arms out wide. And then um, all of the souls from the altar, including Takos, begin to suck into Martel, his hands and his fingertips. Um, and they move towards the center of his chest and go down his legs deep into the ground. There is a large crack of lightning in the air, and Hades is sitting atop one of the crucifixes, clapping very slowly, as Hades is wont to do, and says, congratulations, I've been after this one for quite some time. You guys have done me an immense favor. And Happy to help. That will do us for this episode of Some Would Play. Gosh darn it. Listen next week as the party hopefully finds their way back to the money changers. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 That was fun. Here's what's going to happen at the start of next game. Thank you for listening to Some Would Play, a production of the Outsanity Network. Join us again next week as the story continues. Find us online at www.somewouldplay.com and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Some Would Play. Deborah is at Sonia Taki. Rico is at R1C0. Jenna is at Jenna Toll. Daphne is at Dafterthought. And I am Psychedelic M. If you enjoy the show, please tell your friends and share it with others. And remember, in real life, you needn't roll for initiative, so just seize it.